Hello, hello, hello. This is the 41st episode of the Mental Threats Podcast. I'm your host, Toasty. I am here with another great and wonderful artist right here, uh, Dear Mirror, if you'd like to say something. What's good, Dear Mirror, checking in. You about to get straight to it. Yeah, we're definitely about to get straight to it. You know, I've listened to a couple of his uh, videos on YouTube and everything. Dude's got some really, really good stuff. I just want to ask you, like, what really motivates you or what really inspires you when it comes to, like, making music and stuff of that nature? Um, Just uh, just stuff I be going through in real life. And, like, I just take my experiences and just put it into music and just, like, you know, just really, like, my competitive spirit and, and just want to be great is the main reason that I just be, like, pushing hard with my music. Oh, yeah, that's really good. That's really good. I'd be sensing that there's a little bit of, like, a splash of Jeezy in your style. Would you say that Jeezy's one of the people that kind of inspires you or that? Hell no. Um, That's the first time I heard Jeezy, but... Um, Definitely I, not in the voice, but, like, in, like, the whole, like, motivation concept. Oh, um, i say, like, I, first off, Jeezy's, like, he's one of the greatest. So, you feel me? Anytime somebody says mention me with somebody like that that's a compliment but um i think that just as far as like motivation i wouldn't say it comes from jeezy i just think that it just comes from like the stuff i be going through versus like actually like somebody else but i will say that like when it comes to motivation jeezy's the first person that people think of when like you think like motivation in, in hip-hop yeah, because he had that whole, like, hustler-type spirit and everything and a lot of his music. The only thing is, like, his voice is kind of raspier, though, so I guess that's a bigger bigger difference with that and everything. But it's yeah. just, like, you know, I, like, when I watch your videos and everything, even just, like, just, like, a moment ago and stuff, like, you know, there's still, like, a motivative, like, aspect that even, like, searches through me also when I'm listening. I'm like, oh, wow, that's nice. <laughs> and it's, like, I think that's pretty cool that you already got, like, your MIDI, your uh, music video stuff uh, pretty much set up and everything. Best part I noticed about your art is, like, I feel like it's something that anybody can pretty much, like, dive into, yeah. really so it's not like alternative or whatever but it is like in a sense like it's just you and that's one thing i'm appreciating about your art from what i've seen so far i'll be sure to check out some more stuff like when i have the time and stuff of that nature but when it comes to like other artists and everything that probably like you know that kind of i don't want to say inspire you inspire you but like because everybody has like you know people that kind of like influence their styles to a certain degree yeah. i feel like with a lot of my songs i feel like obviously like there's a sense of like flatbush a little bit like a little bit of asap here and there and everything with a little bit of childish can be you know it's kind of all over the place so like yeah. that's what kind of like kind of messing me up too like it's not very concrete but it's very very different it's up but like what what artists in a sense like kind of like you know influences your style um i think like kind of how you pointed out um because I listen to so much music, I get inspired by so many different people, which is why my like a lot of my music sounds different. Which, like you said, it's like it's a good and a bad thing because like you want to have kind of have a sound that's just you without it being like all over the place. But I think I am honing in on the sound now, though. And as far as like artists, I I just say like it really just depends on the day. Like I can wake up and and be like, but I will say like um. Definitely like Kanye, Big Sean, Kendrick, um, Cole. Um, I would say like I don't know Jay Z, Childish Gambino. I mean the list just goes on. Like I don't even know. Like I just be making music on like how I feel. So when it like when people ask me this question, I always just end up listing hella people because it'd be like because I just be so like experimental in my music so um 
to answer that question, it's just it's so many different artists that inspire me, honestly. Oh yeah, no, I could feel that. I could feel that a whole lot, especially like Big Sean's. Like that's a new one, like, especially when I interview folks and everything. I know, like last episode I did with Justin Reed, his first one was like Toy Lanes and everything. That kind of inspires me. I know. Have you listened? Yeah, have you listened to Justin Reed's uh, music? Like, he's another student on NCCU. Um, I haven't listened to his music yet, but I know who he is. I just connected with him. Um, he at um one of the performances here at Central. Mm. So I haven't actually been able to listen to his music because he didn't perform that day. But I know who he is and he seemed like a dope artist and I'm interested. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna check out his stuff. Yeah, definitely check it out. I just had him like on the podcast like five days ago and everything. And I'm gonna see if I could probably connect with him a lot more. I wish I would have met like a lot of y'all like way earlier and everything, but it's just like, you know, it is what it is. You know, people get stuck in their ways trying to like get their assignments done and then COVID hit, which really like kind of put like a uh how can I say, um like a barrier when it came to socializing and connecting sometimes, you know what yeah, I'm saying? But it's just like, it is what it is. Um, but it's like, um, yeah, man, when it comes to music, it's just Big Sean. That's like, that's one of the most underrated artists and everything. You know, it's like, I know people like to like compare him to Kendrick and Cole. Like they like to do with logic and everything like that. They'd be like, oh, well, you're nothing like Kendrick and Cole. So it's like you automatically suck or you're automatically cheesy or something like that or like they'll say he's like the most okayest rapper i feel like big sean's a really really dope artist but like how do you feel like when people like criticize like big sean that's what i need um well big sean is my favorite artist like like he's he's a person that like i like i remember like he's the first concert i went to like all that mm -hmm. type of stuff so with big sean it's like um when people criticize him i just think it's once again, people people don't know how to appreciate somebody for who they are. And so that's what he gets a lot of because, you know, it's just like with, with basketball and stuff. Like some people don't understand that, like, some people are just, you know, scorers. Some people are great at defense. Like you don't always have to compare, you know, LeBron. Like you don't have to compare LeBron to Michael Jordan. Like they're both great in their own ways. I feel like with Big Sean, it's the same thing. Like he's a great artist. And I think a lot of the times people just people just hate on Big Sean for reasons of, like you said, oh, they don't he doesn't sound like J. Cole, he he doesn't sound like Kendrick. He's not he he stinks, you know what I'm saying? Like, but in reality, he I mean, he got bars, he got the hits, like, you know what I'm saying? Like he got I mean, like, what more do you want from art? Like to me, if you have a, a career like Big Sean, you had a great career in my opinion. But you know, some people think otherwise. Yeah, no, I feel that. No, I, I seriously, seriously feel that. I guess Big Sean gets a whole lot of flat because when he first came in, he dropped, like, that one first hit with the S, 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 S. And then, like, you know, then he went with more serious stuff here and there. So, so I feel like he's kind of had that that uh, that issue where you're kind of in between and everything where people can't seem to see him outside of the whole ass, ass, ass type of rapper yeah. and everything. And that's not even, like, the case. Like, you know, he's not just that. Like, even, like, when Dark Skies Paradise and everything, I was listening to that on repeat when I had to, like, when I was in community college. Like, I left just left a really bad community college, yeah. and I was fucking up so bad. So I needed, like, something to kind of motivate me 
and it was like the main artist I was listening to was Childish Gambino, J. Cole. But Big Sean was like the main, main artist I was getting me to like type of my essays and everything, you know, because it's like, you know, I had to go to like a whole different community college. So it's just I had to be just focused on myself and I had to focus on getting my work done. And that was like my top of my priority. So it's like, you know, that whole tape really had me motivated to do what I needed to do to ensure that I could like get the grades I needed to even come to Central in the first place. So for that, it's just like, you know, it's crazy how much like artists can really like not just influence you, but just kind of influence parts of your life too. Like, you know, like man like i was really listening to this person at a very rough period in my life and everything so it's just like you know i give it up for big sean over that and stuff of that nature um so it's like so but yeah besides uh big sean and everything being one of the artists that you that was like your first artist you went to a concert for uh yeah you know the crazy part about it is i'm thinking about it so <laughs> i actually um he came to brooklyn for powerhouse this was like when i was in like eighth grade or mm-hmm. I was in yeah, eighth grade or my freshman high school. My older brother had got tickets, and Big Sean was performing. And um, what ended up happening was my brother lost his keys. Mm-hmm. We was coming, we was going from Connecticut to New to to Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and um, my brother lost his keys. So we ended up like having to go look for the key. I mean, it took hours to look for these keys. Like it wasn't like he lost them for like two seconds. He lost them for like a smooth hour. So long story short, I get there, Big Sean already had performed, so I missed him. So technically my first concert was like, it was Powerhouse, so it was a bunch of different artists. But my first concert of going to see somebody was um, like, just like a like a headlining tour, you know what I'm talking about? It was Force Hills Drive with J. Cole, oh. and Big Sean was opening for J. Cole, but oh. Big Sean my favorite artist, so I was going to see Big Sean and Cole, of course, because that's my favorite Cole album. So it was like a win-win. But um, that's still probably, like, one of the best concerts I've ever been to, though. Like, it was crazy. And back to – I just wanted to go back to that last statement about, like, with Big Sean with the whole ass, ass, ass thing. People have to understand, like, at the end of the day, music is an industry. And as much as people want to hate the commercial stuff, that's the stuff people listen to. Like, if you listen to – if you listen to – Drake's album, right? Like, my favorite song on that album on CLB is 7 a.m. Bridal Path. Mm-hmm. But when I go outside, all I hear is, I'm too sexy for this and too sexy. Because that's just the stuff that is catchy. People get it. So I think people judge artists a lot of the times off of, like, commercial commercial songs, but don't understand that, like, that's part of the game. Like, you got to kind of do stuff like that to, to get your sales and get, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, as much as people hate catchy songs or they hate the ass 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 when that song was out and, and like and even when like i got to high school and i would go to parties and that song came on girls was still twerking niggas was catching ass so to me it's like you hate that song but yet y'all still dancing to it y'all still singing the song so i think people need to stop being so critical on those type hits and just understand that a, what the it's a purpose for a hit like a hit is to it's for you to party to it's for you to listen and not have to think deeply about a song or anything you know what i'm saying like it's for you to just kind of just vibe out to sing the song keep it catchy etc but when you listen to an artist project that's what i do like i don't judge an artist off of a, a, a radio hit i'm gonna listen to your project and see what you're talking about in the project now if your project is sounding like that same stuff then i'll be like eh, i don't know if i really rock with you but like when i listen to a big sean project none of his projects are like 
a bunch of just commercial stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, so just back to that, because I know as an artist, that's something that we like we we all deal with. You know what I'm saying? Like trying to be commercial, but like not trying to be commercial and trying to have hits, but like still stay serious. Like it's like a weird thing. So I think people that listen to music just need to take that into consideration. And I feel like they're just kind of being unfair with Big Sean, dude. Because I feel like all artists do that to be. Even yeah. J Cole had the whole "can't get enough, can't yeah, get like enough," and then yeah, it. like you have you have to do it. Like it's, it's you can't name an artist who does not do that. And I get it's an art to to being able to be commercial, but like still not like Kendrick is great at it. Like he'll do something that's super commercial, but like it's still him. So it don't yeah. it's just not looked at as commercial. Like. He'll do stuff like, um, like to pimp a butterfly. The songs off of that, like, where it's not like, like I got a bone to pick, you know, my, like that's not really a commercial song, but like, it still kind of is. It kind of touches on yeah. commercial, and even Two Chains was kind of like back in 2013. Those hella commercial type songs, but it's like when you listen to like, he'd still be dropping hella dope bars in it too. So it's like you know, at the same time, it's just like even with Two Chains, it's like which which they're both a part of good music too. Yeah. So it's like they're not going to just get anybody to put on good music. Like there's some spitters on good music with Common and Pusha T also. But it's like, you know, it's funny that you even brought up like how you actually first saw Big Sean at like a J. Cole concert, basically. Yeah. Because yeah, it's like when I first saw Big Sean, it was at Dreamville Fest. Well, like, oh, which is, yeah, yeah. I was at the last Dreamville Fest. I'm, I'm still trying to get my payments done. <laughs> like, yeah, I know because it's like I'm bored. Nah, I was out there, too, though. No cap. Oh, really? Were? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. That was, I mean, like that, his set was fire. A lot of people were sleeping on his set. And I'm like, when he come out. Y'all gonna see it. He got hits. Like y'all, people don't understand that. Like some artists, y'all try to act like, oh, they don't really have hits. But then when you really, when it boils down to it, and they come out and they start playing songs, you'd be like, oh, like I forgot about that. Like this is a hit. Like it happens all the time with Big Sean. You think Big Sean and Two Chains would make a good versus battle? Um, I just realized that I don't know. They're not at the same level. I I don't know about the same level or whatever. But it's just like comparably. You know, it's just I feel like they're kind of slept on, but kind of not at the same time. I think know? like I think I think that would be a dope versus. Yeah. I just I just don't know if it's like, I, me personally, I really do think that'd be a dope versus. I don't know if it's marketable though, mm. as marketable as like some other matchups that they could possibly have. But Big Sean is a tough artist to do a versus with because he's like. He's really on that tier with, to me personally, he's on the, like rapping wise and just like, like rapping wise, like he's on the tier with Drake, Kendrick, all of them in my opinion. Mm. But nobody, everybody's gonna want to see Kendrick versus Cole, Drake versus either Kanye or Jay Z at this point. Like people gonna want to see that. So, yeah, Soldier Boy and Bow Wow. Yeah, but I like that one because that was fire. I think Big Sean maybe could go against like Wale. I could see that. Yeah, yeah, I could see that too. I, I could think see that, that would be a dope one because Wale, he faces like sort of kind of the same. He get he gets it worse than Big Sean. Like mm-hmm. Wale gets it the worst, and Wale's a great artist, but he gets it worse than Big Sean. Like Big Sean is like in between Wale and like the J Cole Kendrick and stuff because like Wale gets it all the way, Big Sean gets it like halfway, yeah. and then like they get you know Cole. Drake and all them, they get the praises as they should, cause I mean they, they, you know what I'm saying, they, 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 they deserve it. They put that work in. 
Yeah, man, I was actually, I felt, and actually pulling up and seeing Big Sean, like, actually perform at Concert Fest, I really loved that Dreamville Fest because I really we wanted to go to concerts and everything, so the matter that they're all kind of mashed up into one big fest yeah, and stuff, it. like, it really, really had me exposed to, like, how other dope artists pretty much perform and everything and them in their space and everything. I know I was really happy when I saw, like, Boz, um, J.I.D., um... Did I see Ari Lennox? Yeah, I saw a little bit of Ari Lennox and everything. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes I say Ari Lennox. That's how you say her name. Is it Ari? Funny story. Mm. I miss, like, Boz. And I, like, we caught, like, mid-J.I.D. We definitely miss Ari Lennox. My same brother, he had the tickets. We get all the way to the, like, the entrance of Dreamville. We get, like, all the way to the entrance, right? And... He get there and he start doing that thing when he start patting his patting his uh pockets and stuff. I'm like, oh shit, he done lost something. And um sure enough, like he, he couldn't pull up the tickets. So it was a whole process. But as that was happening, <laughs> we missed like Ari Lennox, some of the people that you just said. So then he finally got it and then we was able to walk in. But it was just funny because I'm like, I just told the story of how that happened in twenty thirteen and now. And like what that was like twenty nineteen, yeah. I mean, it was a break ago. Yeah, like I was going to see if they were going to see pull up again for twenty twenty, but then COVID hit. Yeah, and now it's like I think they're doing it like two days like in a row. Like they're trying to do it two days in a row, and it's just like I don't know if I need to get a hotel or motel set up or something like that. But it's just like shit is gonna be mad crazy. Cause we don't even know what the lineup is right now. That's that's another risky thing too. But I'm sure like I probably did you get, a, did you get tickets for it. Yeah, I have it on layaway. My next payment is on uh, November the 15th. So I already got it noted um, so I can be able to see if I can scrap up some bread uh, before then and everything. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean, it's tough. I had to sit it out. Um, I had to sit this one out. I got a lot of stuff coming up, like videos and my project. And I just had to take the funds and push it there. And we got the merch on the way too. So it was just like I had to really sit there and be like, all right. I'm going to have to sit this one out. But I know it's going to be dope, though. Oh, yeah. No, surely. Most definitely. Not really. It's just... Uh, I already got the beat selection for my next project. It's really just fine to find a time to, like, fund it also at the same time. Yes. But it's really just, like, considering I ain't got a whole time. I'm just trying to focus on, like, really, like, uh, just focusing on school and everything, too, man. I was like, I have to really bring it on home, like, for this semester, man. Because I swear, like, with six classes, it was some shit, man. Like, a whole lot of shit I had to deal with. Um, but it's just like, even like for the past two days, I had to make, I had to spend like today and yesterday just like literally like just making up assignments. I'm just about to get finished with my last part of this assignment. Uh, and then I got to email it to my like uh, instructor and everything. But yeah, no, I can feel that. I mean, it's good that you actually got to uh, focus on your next project. And you didn't drop your project since like last 2019, right? I haven't dropped a project since April of 2019. But you know what I'm saying? Their season is on the way and it's going to be worth the wait okay that's cool and uh your last project what's your last project called <laughs> my last project is called y'all probably won't listen um and then i dropped the ep called enjoy the hangover in 2020 so but it was like a real short ep it was like four songs mm. or five when it was four i think it was four but yeah but this is like an actual project we like y'all probably won't listen so it's gonna be interesting Oh, okay, that's cool. That's cool. And tell me more about like your first project. Like, how many tracks is on it? What motivated you to like 
not like what motivated me because I know I've asked that like several times what motivated what motivated but it's like you know basically like you know what's basically the focus of your album and everything you know everybody has their focuses you know with J. Cole a lot of his projects are more focused on just you know, like him like day to day life and everything like uh, and he with 2014 Forest Hill Drive which is like he did it with no features right 2014 Forest Hill Drive yeah he did that no features yeah that was all him but it's like uh, you know there's always like their focus um, and stuff of that nature like I know like uh, with Kendrick um freaking which one yeah to pimp uh butterfly yeah it was more politically uh based with a mixture of just touching on a lot of the hood um uh shenanigans that he uh gets into <laughs> shenanigans yeah i know <laughs> i'm trying to find the right word and shit it's like i'm trying to like i guess it's, I, you know what you know how you fucked up i think it was like when, when biggie small be saying all oh, my hooligans in brooklyn was <laughs> 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 like yeah just stuff of that nature it's just like really trying to pretty much break down a lot of like the politics and stuff of that nature and, yeah what is your like what was your main focus like with this project sir so with with their season or the last one? Uh with the last project and like maybe tell me more about your next project. Yeah. Oh, so for the last one, that was like uh the I guess like for that one it was just more about being like, you know, slept on and like coming from that perspective of like his call y'all probably won't listen. So it's like basically saying like I'm nice, but y'all y'all won't listen because I'm not doing the I'm not like playing the whole gimmicks game and and doing all that like you know lame stuff and and really like really like just just being myself, you know what I'm saying, and not like playing a bunch of games because a lot of times you know you got artists play a bunch of games to get sales and stuff, and so I was just basically saying like I'm not really doing that, like I'm just I'm just here and I'm putting out good music and. You know, y'all probably won't listen because a lot of times, especially today's age with social media, like people pay more attention to everything else but the music. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that was kind of like that statement. Like, y'all pay attention to everything else but the actual music. But that was when I was first, like, you know, starting off too. So you'll see the progression with this one. Uh, that's cool. That's a good way to look at it. But at the same time, dude, you got to keep in mind, like, yeah, with a lot of these, like, come here today and gone tomorrow type rappers you know their, their lifespan in this game is so short uh, lived right. and everything so it's just like you know it's like oh yeah you might not listen to this it's just like at the same time dude you got to keep in mind it's just like if you have something that's like you know uh that's worthy of people even like investing their attention to they're always gonna like invest it into that regardless if it's like you know trendy today or not you know what i'm saying and it's just like from what like from seeing from your music videos it seems like you're gonna go really really far because one you already got the presentation out there so it's like it kind of gives that sense of just like okay there's something people can actually look at and everything but also it's just like a lot of your songs sounds like something that people can put on mtv jams if they wanted to you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah. it sounds like something people could listen to and stuff of that nature so it's like i feel like that's where your strength is it's just like you know um i know we spoke about it. it's just like how um uh, what do we speak about? Yeah, we speak about like how like you know like the blur between the lines is just trying to keep it real, and then on the other side of like keeping it commercial and yeah, everything. It's, it's a tough. It's a yeah. tough. That right there is a, it's a tough art, and only few master it. That's why there's only few Coles, Kendricks, Big Sean's, Jay Z, Kanye, even like um, you know like Wale. I say I put Meek Mill in that kind of category but there's only there's very few a lot because then you can get stuck into the oh he just a serious rapper like he just make like he just like raps raps you know what i'm saying like he just everything he do is just like hard hip-hop 
rap. You know what I'm saying? And that's a lane now. Shout out Griselda for like making that a better lane where like artists can then like just really just rap and not have to feel the pressure of creating a song song. But you get kind of put in that lane as well. So it's like, it depends what type of artist you want to be because there's nothing wrong with that lane as well. But I know some artists want to do like the whole, like kind of be serious, like be serious and talk about real shit. But then like, you know what I'm saying? Be commercial as well. So it's like, it's a hard game to play and like only few really master it. And like, I feel like if you master that, you'd be the biggest artist ever. Like you can be one of the biggest artists ever. Yeah, no, for sure. I feel like you have the potential to pretty much balance, find a balance between that also because you already had the presentation and stuff pretty much locked down and stuff of that nature and everything. You know, that's that's my next stage, really. It's just like I know I dropped like freaking 12 tracks and stuff of that nature. And I know there's a sense of alternativeness to me and everything. You know, consider I am started like mostly through a SoundCloud, really. So that's where like a lot of like, although I do, I am on Deezer, Spotify, Amazon Music. That's pretty much how I'm getting my stuff out there. Right, it's right. probably dropping the links wherever I can. Um, but it's just like at the same uh, token and everything, that's really going to be like a struggle for me uh, moving forward. Not a sense like to be like commercial, commercial, because like that's really not like my focus at this stage. I'm really just trying to focus on putting like as much content as I can. So it's like, you know, if somebody were to overlook my stuff, then they can like slide through my stuff. Like, and then they might find something like, oh, yeah, I really like this song. I really like that type of song. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to put out as much stuff so it's like, okay, there's something for everybody. Right. And then when I do, like, focus on doing more commercial stuff and I, like, step out of that hole, you know, it wouldn't come across like I'm just, like, you know, just trying to do it just for cash grab. It's just really just, and it's just the, oh, yeah, you're just doing it just to bring more attention to your other type projects. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's just like that. And it's like, even when I first listened to Cole, like, Can't Get Enough and, like, uh, um, what Work was that? Yeah, work out. Yeah, I, I was thinking, like, okay, he's just, I don't want to say, oh, he's just another rapper. So, okay, yeah, like, this is some good songs and everything. But I didn't become a big, big Cole person until, like, Forest Hill Drive. And then, like, then I got more interested to listen to all his mixtape stuff. And then that's when I really, really got deep into it because it's, like, after, like, the warm-up, the come-up, Friday Night Lights and everything, yeah, exactly. that was a good-ass time, bro. I wish I could go back at that time again. Because it's, like, really, like, just all in the morning, that's what I was listening to. No, I'm saying, like... That's the thing. That's why I always say, like, your projects are your most important pieces to me. Like, you got to do, well, you don't have to anymore. Because the way hip-hop is set up, like, just rap specifically, it's so many lanes right now that you really can't. Because then you got the whole, like, Playboy Cardi lane where you can kind of just vibe out on the, on the beat and just people just rock with it. You know what I'm saying? So it's, like, so many lanes right now. So, like, you don't have to do one thing. But if you're trying to dip into, like, the whole cold Kendrick vibe I do feel like your projects are going to be like the t even like even people like Cardi and stuff where people say oh they like mumbling not really saying nothing if you if you talk to a Cardi fan it's the <laughs> it's the projects that that are what make a fan you know what I'm saying like a song can't really make a, like a song can't make a person a fan of you they can it can make them like okay, I want to listen to him. Like, let me see what he's about. But it's not until that project that people say, oh, I'm a fan of this person. I feel like, in a sense, it's kind of 50-50, depending on how things go. Like, for instance, like, I know you know about Russ and everything. Right, yeah. Yeah, like, our, like Russ drops a single, like, every other week and everything. Oh. And it's just, like, I feel like that's a way to get people completely interested in you. Also, they have something to look forward to, you know? Like, yeah, projects are pretty important. But at the same token, like, you know, 
yeah, this is an ADHD ass generation, man. Like once like something like gets a little bit like uh, strong on you're not really invested. You know, you start to lose interest really quickly. Yeah, and it's like because right. it's like with your phone, it's like you could be. That's what really messing me up when we doing my assignments. I'll be like 15 minutes mm-hmm. in doing an assignment. I'm like, okay, let me just check my Instagram. Like, and then 30 minutes, oh shit, I need to do this assignment again. It's like. I could have knocked this shit out in a whole hour, maybe two, three hours. And it's just like, you had to do it like two days just to get something done, you know? And it's just, it's just like with music and everything. To really get invested into like an artist, you got to find like why you're invested in that artist, you know? Like people connect with Kendrick because he has so much like of a perspective on just how he uh, grew up and where he's from and just the gang activity that he's witnessed and how it just pretty much reflects our society. J. Cole pretty much does, like, I don't want to say the same because he's not really much gang-oriented, but he's, like, really so much focused on that perspective aspect where it's like, okay, how he grew up and just the stuff he witnessed, you know, his mom being uh, on drugs and stuff like that, his father not being there, day-to-day things that a lot of us uh, witness uh, in our days and everything or a lot of people can relate to but the way how he like pretty much puts a lot of his feelings and stuff and his uh opinions into perspective is really what their strength and everything of that nature so it's like it's easier for you to really get attached to these rappers and i would say but like you gotta also think about like cole and them cole cole kendrick drake all of them they like what cole was saying like they like middle childs but Low key, like it's time for that next. Who gonna be that next? People like so you have like a generation of like like Kanye. You mentioned Jeezy, um, Wayne, all those kind of guys. They were like because like before them it was Jay Z, DMX, all of them. Then it went down to like Yay, um, like I said, Jeezy, Ross, all of them. You know what I'm saying, like. Then it went to Big Sean, Drake, Cole, Meek, Wale, Kendrick, all of them. So now it's that next, like, because right now it's not really, like, that that lane is still open. Because technically it's supposed to be somebody in the position they were Mm -hmm. back in, like, 2010, 9, when they were first coming up. But right now it's kind of still open. Uh, yeah, we're at a weird transitional phase. I know people like to point to Corday being that like, that next yeah, person. Yeah, I was about to say, really, yeah. like, really like Corday is like the only one that kind of get is getting that like respect and that crown. But he's really like the only one. Like I name like a smooth five people, but I could really name like a smooth like ten people that was kind of like giving that lane. I feel like really like you said, Corday's kind of the only one that's. And it's because he's talking, like, we live in a generation where now everybody talks from the perspective of doing it versus the perspective of, like, seeing it. And a lot of people are just seeing stuff. They're not doing it. But they just talk from the perspective of doing it because, like, they feel like that's what they need to hear. So instead of saying, hey, I seen somebody get shot, they're saying, I shot somebody. And it's like, you didn't shoot anybody. You may have seen it. Some of them ain't even seen it. But the point is, like, everybody's talking from this perspective of doing it versus like a lot of y'all just seen it you know what i'm saying yeah it'd be like dry snitching on yourself and your homeboy like you know it's just like who knows man that's just that's just how life is man especially in this generation 
Um, you know, I guess it's just like we're at that weird phase where it's just like we really don't know what to expect next. You know, this COVID thing kind of came out of nowhere. So it's like if you came out of COVID, you should have done something with your life. You should have did something. You know, I know it's just like for me, I dropped the project. Um, I'm doing this podcast thing, 40 episodes in. Uh, you're the 41st. I'm trying to get to 50 before the end of the year. You will. Yeah, I know it is. <laughs> it is, yeah. But it's just it's just stuff of that nature, man. You know, in life you can't just be stagnant. You know, that's just what it is. You know, we had a whole pandemic, and like you, st- like I still had to go out of my way to like make this shit work. So it's just like you know, you think back to like a lot of the people that you know you, you had grow up with, and they said they wanted to do this thing and everything, and then like a lot of them didn't really put a whole lot of work in. What did you say? Hold up, yo. There's a little bit of something going on. Excuse that, y'all. I think there was a situation with the lizard. <laughs> All right, but it's like, uh, but uh, yeah, I know it's like people like the point of like Corday being like that next one up and everything. Uh, I know I, I listened to the whole Last Boy uh, album and it's like, you know, I, I, I like the couple songs. I know Have Mercy is usually like the main single part of that. That's just, I feel that drew me to that album. But uh, yeah, I thought it was a pretty solid project, although it came out 2019 and everything. It was, I think he was just kind of sitting on it for a while. And everything, but uh, it's just like I feel like Corday. I don't know. I feel like if he dropped a whole my, a bunch of like mixtapes and everything, I feel like that should be his next step. It's just like dropping as many singles, just putting more content out there. But it's like at the same time, it's just like I feel like as long as he works at his own pace and everything, just let things like come natural to him. You know, it is what it is. You know, so it's just like it's just stuff of that nature because it's like. You know, that early 2010s, I just feel like, you know, with Kendrick and Cole and uh, even Drake, too. Like, when he was dropping mixtapes and everything before its main product, like a Room for Improvement and a Comeback Season, <coughs> stuff of that nature. You know, it's just like, you know, I feel like that's where that's where you really get the heat of, like, okay, they're really hungry for this. You know, it's just I like, think that, um, yeah. I think that also you got to take in the time. They're, when they came, when they were coming up, there was a thing called a mixtape. Now... What is really a mixtape? Because yeah. the albums are mixing with the mixtapes at this point. Like, it's really like no difference. You put it on a DSP, then it's like, you feel yeah. what I'm saying? So artists, they're struggling with that because it's like, you want to put out a mixtape, but people when they see it on Apple Music, they don't even if it's more than five songs, it's an album mm-hmm. or it's a you know what I'm saying it's a project. So it's real. It's really no like, you feel me? I feel like the difference is it's just like you know the production value too could pretty much make the difference between mixtape and album because for mixtape you can really just take an instrumental and everything and it could be like just an instrumental from something else. like how like 57 and like G Unit was pretty much doing like rapping over all sorts of instrumentals yeah. and just slapping onto their projects I feel like that was pretty much the difference and everything you know but it's like at the same time like like when I drop my project it could be like a mixtape and an album at the same time because it's like you know a lot of the beat selection and everything which is all free beats that was sent into ads through me you know i didn't produce i produce it or anything of yeah, that nature yeah, yeah. so there was always somebody else so that's always got to put it produced by so and so and everything so it's just like you know plus it's not like uh it's not like i was working under a label or anything you know right. it's just like so it's just it's just stuff of that nature so it's like in one hand yeah it is kind of like an album but it's mostly i kind of identify as more like a mixtape because it's just like, you know, it gives like, since it's like the beginning stages and everything like that, I'm still trying to like kind of like find my flow with a lot of this stuff and find my own consistency and really like, you know, yeah, just stuff of that nature. 
Um, I feel like that's where like the difference in between mixtape and album pretty much starts. Because album is like something like to people that already know who you are and already yeah. have a feeling of like what you are as an artist. Or it's like a mixtape. It's just like just stuff to pretty much invite listeners to kind of build a fan base. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm still in the building phase of just everything that I want to get established in the next couple of years and stuff of that nature. So it's just yeah, just stuff like that. Just wanna, where do you get your beats from? Uh, <clears throat> I get my beat. It just depends. I um, I have certain producers that send me beats, and then some beats I just find on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It just depends on. Yeah, like I feel like YouTube be having heat, so you feel me? If if you can find a beat that's dope and like not a not a beat that like you know everybody's using, then I I definitely use it. Um, yeah, and then you know I got a couple of producers though that send me beats and stuff, and I'll be rapping over them. So you know it it's a mixture of YouTube and then producers. Yeah, man, that's the thing about YouTube, bro. It's just like. It, it's still an open market for everybody and everything. Yeah. But at the same token, if you really find a really good producer that not many people have heard of, then you pretty much strike, like, the gold mine. No, especially no. especially if they're going to let you use it, like, free for profit just so they can get their name out there, too. It, it kind of benefits for both sides, you yeah, know? And that's, yeah. like, that's it's really crazy how the dynamics of, like, producer and artist are pretty much established to that end and stuff like that. Do you be seeing hella Google ads for free beats or beats, like, for, like, low prices and everything? Everything? Uh, not really. I don't really um. When I like, I mean, if I do get a be on YouTube, I'm like, I I'm not looking for anything with an ad or or anything that's like like jumping out at me because I know like if I see it on an ad, then then I, somebody else will see it on the ad. So it's like I don't I don't anything like that. I'm not doing. Like I'm not even wasting my time with it, but when I do go searching, it just it, it's a deep search. I mean, you got to find the right beat, you got to find the right producer, you got to find the right sound, you got to find the right everything, you know. So you got to be very intricate with your beat selection and stuff of that nature. I be having, I be coming across a lot of these ads and everything for free beats and stuff, and like paying like for like. Sometimes you can get like like a hundred beats for like seventeen dollars and everything, just put into like a file and whatnot, which is like probably the next deal I might consider investing in, to be honest. But I don't really see what's the point because I have like so many fucking beats, like it's bad. Like it's yeah. it's bad. Like it's taking up so much space on my computer, it's bad. Like I've been trying to like organize it and everything, and trying to put some of the beats like uh, what uh, concept projects and everything to see like what it would sound like and everything. Mm. See how like the beats would just kind of work with each other. I'm also trying to find some sound clips to kind of like put. And that same project as a whole too, you know. I always want to have like everything there before I even like invest myself within that project. So that it's just like just knocking off each song. Okay, all right, wrote a song for this beat. I wrote a song for this beat. Chat that, chat, 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 and that's just it. Um, and stuff of that nature. So it's just like, yeah, no, I, I, I can feel that too, and everything. Like you know, just trying to be intricate of like what beats you want to like take and 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 stuff of that nature i know i spoke with like main event teddy and everything when he was on this uh podcast like it takes a brick to do a project don't it like it's like i swear like i, I thought by the end of the year i have like three projects out but then it's just like <laughs> it just it shit happens it, it, man it, it's one of those things where for me it only takes a while because you have to think when you're at this level well at least my level you have to work and then you have to pay for this, pay for that, pay for this, pay for, then pay for studio time. Whereas some rappers, once they get to a certain point, 
they can like just lock in in the studio. You know, whether that's when they sign to a label and the label saying, okay, we're going to just pay for you to go to the studio. That's your job. Like, now you can just really be in the studio all day, every day. Some people, they don't, do, like, I mean, if you're trying to live this right, like, if you're not trying to go sell drugs and stuff, because if you're not trying to go that route, then you got to get a real job. And then a real job takes real time. And then after that, if you're in school like me, you got to do your schoolwork. And, and then still be able to prioritize music, because music is still, like, number one for me like i put music over everything but you also have to pay for if you got an apartment you got to pay rent so a lot of that stuff is just more so the opportunity to be in the studio if you doing some something like or somebody is funding you to just be in the studio then yeah you can knock out imagine somebody said all right here look i'm gonna just give you money to go to the studio whenever you want for how long you want your job is the studio i guarantee you, you can knock out three tapes Oh, no, Four definitely. or five, if you want. You know and what I'm saying? But there's always like a catch. Like there's something sketchy going on because nobody just gives you money for anything. You know? I know. Like, I mean, you know, of course. I'm shit. just saying, like, of course, like if somebody was to say that they want it back in return and they gonna want to be whatever part of your career. I mean, I don't know exactly how that works because nobody's ever done that for me. But I do know that, like, you know what I'm saying? Like people do that. They, it's like investing. Like, yeah. okay, we're investing in f- for you to go to the studio. So when you blow up, we want this back in return. Like, so. But the point is just that's how those tapes be high. So people just be like locked in or they be like, you know, like whatever it is, like, you know what I'm saying? Whatever you doing to make money, it, it may not be a nine to five. It may be something else where it allows you to kind of play with your time and be able to just hop right in the studio and make money at large amounts. You know what I'm saying? And be able to go straight to the to the studio. Yeah, man, I be thinking about it like, man, damn, when I first fucking graduated high school, it, it, all I had was financial aid money that was thrown at me, man. And, and sometimes I'd be working at like, Pizza Hut, too, and I had no bills, nothing to pay and shit. You know, now it's like I'm about to graduate and the reality's about to hit me harder than nothing, man. It's like, <laughs> oh, fuck, how am I even going to have time to even focus on my music? Or anything, man. It's just like I feel like I really should have utilized my time like outside of high school like a lot better than man. But it's just like I mean, it is what it is. You know, it's just all it's all a learning experience and everything. I felt like I was too old when I dropped my first tape, like at twenty three and everything, you know, but it's just like, you know, I still got hella time ahead of me, you know, even the Jay Z didn't drop like reasonable doubts that he was twenty six and Eminem didn't like drop his first album till he was twenty seven, you know, like it's that age thing that really does it for you too and everything, you know. Like I'm in my twenties. So I still got time, but at the same time, you know, things are about to still change up for real. So it's just it's just stuff of that nature and everything. Do you ever feel like maybe you don't be having a whole lot of time and everything? You feel like like stuff kind of gets in the way at times for you? Or? Of course. I mean, like just real life, real life stuff always going to hit. Like um, I'll be just like between like between like whether you're working or whether it's like schoolwork, um, and it's just really like day to day stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like just trying to survive. And I feel like every artist deals with it because unless you just come from like riches, then I don't know. If you coming from if you come from money then I mean I mean it may be a different story, but but if those of us who come from like you know what I'm saying, not like um no like crazy money like it's a it's a struggle and you have to figure out how to prioritize your time and i feel like now i'm at a place where i am prioritizing it better than i was before and 
I, you know, just just staying the course, really. That's what I'm doing, staying the course. I'm not looking left and right, seeing what everybody else is doing. I'm just I'm trying to stay the course and see what see and 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 be on the journey that God has has given me. No, no, for real, man. Because like, if you have like a certain drive to make something happen, like it's gonna happen eventually. You know, it's just really just a matter of just really just investing in yourself and just investing in the messages you want to push out there and stuff of that nature. So, like, when it comes to like a lot of your messages in terms of your project, what's the main uh, type of messages you're trying to push out for like people like that might be interested in your music or your fans and just stuff of that nature? Like, um, the message. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to motivate and inspire people to just be better and be better, like, not just to the the outside and the public, but be better for yourself, you know what I'm saying? And um, with this dare season stuff, it's just, like, really preaching survival. You know, we are surviving something. Like, everybody is surviving something. You could be the most rich person, and there's, there's, there's struggles in that as well that, I get I don't may, I may not know about but I want to be able to relate to everybody and I know everybody is surviving something whether it's depression whether it's you ain't got no money whether it's just like you know trying to find yourself like whatever it is you're trying to survive something and so with dare season and just what I but what dare is like it's like you know you finding yourself and and you're surviving something I'm just trying to be able to give you the playlist and the music to get you through whatever it is that you're going through and still, of course, highlighting the fun moments. Because now all my music is just straight, like, preachy, preachy. You know what I'm saying? Of course, it's, it's highs and lows. But at the end of the day, like, it's really just preach, treat, like really preaching survival. And even, like, when I talk about love and all that stuff, you're still surviving love. You're surviving a lot of stuff. So, you know, just really preaching that. Uh, no, man, I feel that a whole lot and everything. You know, my main uh, focus for, like, my music through Eco Trip is just a uh, focus on, like, mental health and stuff like that and the manias of depression. Yeah. You know, it, it don't all got to be, like, sadness and, like, every beat and stuff of that nature, but it's just, like, you know, it give me that sense of just, like, the manias of highs and the lows. Like, one day you feel like you're the shit, and, like, the next day you're not feeling like you're the shit and everything. Yeah. It's just really just a cycle of just that, you know, and just really just trying to managing between those and just, you know, all, like, the traumas that you might be going through and everything of that nature uh, day in, day out. You know, we all had friends who probably turned our turned their backs on us and everything. Right. We've all had people who we thought were solid and they weren't too solid. We've all had enemies hate on us for, like, literally no reason. You don't even know who they is or what their uh, intentions are for you and everything. <clears throat> but, right. you know, you barely might even know they exist or not and everything, and that could really lead your world into a whole lot of disarray and stuff of that nature, especially in this generation social media generation where it's just like you know there's always a sense of competition and there's always like a sense of like everybody's so focused and everybody else's shit like sometimes people don't even have time to really look inward and like focus on their own shit you know what I'm saying so it's just like you know that could lead to like a whole lot of depression a sense of like feeling that you're not worthy feelings that it's just like oh like what's the point why even push on and in the sense like you know hey I can manage through I can get through this I, you know, I'm the shit, you know, it's just managing, finding balance between those two extremes, you know, right. that you should move on. So like that. I feel like that's where um, I tell you about Ego Trip and everything. If anybody wants to definitely take a check out, take a listen and everything. I feel like a lot of the beat selections, hella slap too and everything, you know, I know it's like, yeah, it sounds still trying to like advertise. <laughs> I try to advertise every chance I can. 
Um, but it's like, yeah, it's just stuff of that nature. Yeah. But it's just, I feel like it is very important for an artist, you know, to really like try to express some of their messages in themselves, like for the sake of connecting with a lot of their audience and uh, stuff of that nature. And the beats and the rhymes don't help. I actually do help a whole lot in that nature and everything. But like, I got to ask, it's just like, like, I know right now you're like probably age 22, age 23, like. Yeah, I'm around that. I'm I'm 22. Yeah, so it's just like like where what are your plans like for the next like five years? Like where do you see yourself five years from now when it comes to this music thing? Um, really just uh, in the next five years, I just want to be in a space where I ain't gotta work and do music. I can just do music, and hopefully by then I'll be at least touring and you know i just want my fan base to be bigger than way bigger than it is now i don't it doesn't have to be like you know the biggest fan base like like beyonce but i do want it to be like a solid fan base i want to have a solid core fan base you know what i'm saying and then i want to be able to be at a space where i can build off from that you know what i'm saying And, and keep going you know not just I don't see, basically, what I'm saying is in five years, I don't see that being my, like, okay, that's his peak, he's done. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I feel like in five years, I'm still going to be, like, rising and rising and rising and rising. And eventually, yeah, he will hit a peak. And and to be honest, I don't know when that peak is going to come. <laughs> mm-hmm. Only God knows. But what I will say, I just want to have a... a a bigger core fan base, a solid core fan base. Like I wanted to continue to grow because I got people that's already tuned all the way in, but I just wanted to continue to grow. And I just want to continue to stay blessed. And wherever God leads me in five years is where I'll be. And I'm just be super thankful. Oh, no, nah, man. I, I definitely feel that for real, man. For real, man. Uh, I, I got like three vision boards that's like laying on my wall right now and everything that I want to be able to do and everything I want to have and every like all the stuff I, you know, I want to be like just as an individual and stuff of that nature. Um, and it's just like, you know, I, I'm in the business school too. So like, that's my main degree is like really doing business and, and marketing of that nature. So it's just like, I definitely want to go into like, you know, other interests, like outside of music for like, you know, clothing, uh, maybe, uh, uh you know, freaking uh, open a restaurant or something like that, you know, just other side hustles that could like really kind of help pour into a lot of my music stuff too if i wanted to or maybe the music thing's gonna pour into the business you know one or the other i could see it kind of being like one or the other um it's just like do you have any interests outside of music and everything that you might be uh, focused on uh yeah like um i'm a master you know like i want to like i want to own my own tv network like eventually like that's like the well at this point not even a tv network a tv app Cause I feel like everything is moving into apps, like, like a Netflix, streaming service, yeah, like with Netflix and Hulu. So at this point, I want to own my own streaming service. But you know, like I want to be big in the sense of I write shows, I write a lot of scripts, and I want to produce shows. I got so many ideas, and I want to produce movies. I want to be in that space, and and I want to be a thriving businessman. I got so many ideas, and I want to be able to give back to my community as well, like. Those are like my main things, you know, like I got something, I want to make smart business investments. I want to bring stuff to my city and, and just not just my city, but just, you know, just people that's like me, you know what I'm saying? Coming from places that I come from all around the world, not even just in the United States. I want to give back. And of course, I just want to be able to, um, you know, feed my family and stuff. So for me, 
like as far as what you asked about my things outside of music of course i want to do like my whole tv thing and and shows and stuff but also i come from a sports background so i want to dabble in that industry as well i, I want to you know manage some athletes or be be agent become an agent for some athletes so i got so many ideas and, and so many things i want to do that is it's low-key insane but i believe wholeheartedly in every last thing i want to do so i know it's gonna happen well no for sure man for sure and it's it's never bronked right trying to like try to bleed into other interests too i know for a for 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 real like childish gambino is one of the biggest like reflections of that you know like uh, not only was he doing like acting in shows like Community and everything like that, and also doing stand up comedy from time to time, like Mance was also uh, doing writing scripts for like his own uh, shows, shows and stuff of that nature. Like, yeah, Atlanta's like, uh, how good of a show is Atlanta? I mean, I love Atlanta. I mean, like, so when you ask about like people that I really like, just as a person overall, not just music, Childish Gambino. Ice Cube, yeah. those are like my two. Like I need to, I need to speak to one of them. I need to speak to both of them for real, and really just have real conversations with them because they, they've inspired me. I want to do what they did times ten. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like when I do what I do, then somebody else needs to come and do it times ten. You know what I'm saying? So for them, it's like I want to be able to do what they did and then make it even bigger and then somebody come behind me and do it even bigger so we can just keep growing as a people. But those are the two people that I look at. I mean, Atlanta, great show. And especially because I spend a lot of time in Atlanta, I started to understand a lot of the episodes. Because at first, when you watch it and you're not really in Atlanta, it's funny. But it's a different type of funny when you actually go to Atlanta and, like, you start spending time in Atlanta and going to the clubs and going to, like, just being in the area. You're like, oh, shit, like, this is, like perfect how he did that so shout out atlanta i'm waiting for that new season and he making two seasons too because he took a break so i'm i'm gonna be tuned in for sure oh wait hold so what the next season is gonna be like two seasons like three and four yeah, like he, right now he's com he's completing three and four now so so we ain't gotta wait for the fourth season after the third one that's gonna be the shit, man. I swear, bro. Cause that's like, cause like before Atlanta, I know, I know for sure you've seen that YouTube video of him. You know, like, what was it? Like clapping for all the wrong reasons. You seen that video? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. That video alone makes me want to like go into like writing my own scripts for things and everything. Cause just a day life, you know, and just just a day life of just recording himself and just interacting with other people. Like, I feel like there's more stories with that and stuff of that nature, like between the silences and like how they're interacting with each other's characters. I, I always found that that was pretty cool. So that kind of inspires me to want to like, to do cinematography myself and everything. And you know, I don't really know for sure, like whether if it's going to come into the form of just like me have to get like a whole crew of cameramen or if I can just do it by myself with just one regular camera, I'm doing this podcast episode off my phone. So it's just like, let's just see what needs to be done to make that all happen. Um, but it's just like, yeah, like Childish Gambino's really is like an inspiration when it comes to stuff of that nature. Um, I know it's just like, I know we've spoken about Ice Cube and Childish Gambino, but what about Master P though? 
I feel like Master P is like where I really is that guy like I really would want to talk to and to ask for advice from and everything in regards to how to make it through this business and stuff of that nature. Um, for sure, shout out Master P. No, for real though, because he made like movies and everything, and like just he even got Snoop Dogg off death row and everything from the be with the <laughs> No Limit Soldier and everything. Like Master dude. P, Master P is one of those guys where you like he. Like he's one of them, like one of a kind kind of guys. Like it's not too many. There's really nobody that you can compare him to for real. Cause he, like you say, he's done so much. Even with like right now, he got the rap snacks. Like people don't even know that's Master P, but that's Master P. But yeah, Master P is definitely one of those guys. I would love to talk to Master P as well. I mean, it's so many. I mean, you talk about people, I would love to talk to. I can go on and on and tell you reasons why. But yeah, definitely, Master P is a legend. Like he. He did this before this independent wave, before that stuff was even like a wave. He was just doing it back in the 90s on his own. So I, so I respect him. No, man. Real shit. Real, real shit, man. But it's just like... And he had the whole rap game in the Choco and No Limit was like like the main thing in the early 2000s and everything yeah. too, man. It's just like... That was a damn good era too, man. Because it's just like... Because like the South in general was really getting a whole lot of like attention to it and everything you know after like the whole like it was before then it was new york and la that was the main part and i feel like now it's just like it's that it's atlanta and stuff with like other places in the south maybe florida memphis. a whole lot like yeah yeah memphis and everything you want to think like do you feel like master p kind of like has like a big role in like pretty much establishing that you know besides like outcasts and like stuff of that nature like, yeah i think um i think master p for sure is one of the main reasons why music is the way it is in the South. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, Master P came and then Cash Money came after them. So, to me, between those two, like, that shift lets you know, like, okay, the South isn't just Atlanta. Because for a long time, it was like, it was like, like you said, New York, LA, and then the South was just considered Atlanta. Like, anybody Atlanta had popping during that time. But now you're saying, like, we just talked about how Memphis, um, Florida, like, all these different um, these different areas in the South are now, like, not just popping in the South. They actually popping, like, everywhere. So I think Master P is one of the main reasons why that is the case. And like I said, after him came Cash Money. And then now, you know, it's just the list goes on and on and on and on and on. So I think for sure um, what he did with the music industry definitely helps areas that's not just Atlanta in the South, you know? No, for real, though. And it's like, you know, and I know there's like other cities I feel like are still getting some kind of traction and everything. I know like I'm from Charlotte. And we're kind of like at that stage where it's still like you know like that, like the baby's still pretty much at the forefront, and billion dollar baby uh, entertainment. Uh, entertainment is like uh, pretty much gaining some traction too, like around him and everything of that nature. Although we're still like kind of in that infantile stage, of really like establishing ourselves like as a city and some uh, some of that nature. I know you're from Connecticut. Uh, which town in Connecticut you're from? I'm from Bridgeport, Connecticut. It's a city. Okay. And, like, would you say, like, the rap scene, you feel like you want to like, kind of, like, lead in the front of, like, uh, the Connecticut rap scene as a whole? Or it's just, like, 
do you feel like there's some like some roles I feel like need to be filled or do you just feel like it's just you're just making music and whatever it is it is what it is right no I feel like uh, it's definitely a, a role that needs to be filled and um you know I'm not one of those people that has to do it first I just want to do it the best so you know somebody was tomorrow to pop out of Connecticut I wouldn't be upset I would be like good for them like clapping because yeah it's like we needed somebody to be first but I, I want to do it the best I want to do it the right way I want to like you know make sure that um when people associate Connecticut and the, the fathers in the rap game they mention me for sure because we don't have a anybody big in the industry you know period like there's nobody from Connecticut that's like oh that's Connecticut like there's nobody but you know, we have a lot of pieces that people do forget are from Connecticut. A lot of pieces that make a lot of these things happen are people from Connecticut, but none of the people are actually the faces of the music and the, the movements, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I could feel that. I could feel that, you know, like in North Carolina for like a while, like before J. Cole and the baby and all of them. And everything, you know, North Carolina was just like, you know, it was like, we're more like Petey Pablo and stuff of that nature. And then, like, yeah, it's just, it's just stuff like that. So it's like, but I feel like we are going into a uh, direction where, like, maybe even in the 2020s, like, maybe by the end of the 2020s, where we might be like more established as like a state, because, you know, we have J. Cole, the baby, and Corday. Corday's from like, Corday's from Raleigh, right? Um, I honestly don't know where Corday is from, but. I mean, we can take we could take your word on it. I don't know. I don't know where he's from, though. I know he's from North Carolina. That's that's for a fact, and everything. And it's just like you know, I feel like that's great. Like if like you know, there's like there's still like a wide open window for artists in Connecticut to make it, for sure. And your brother's from Atlanta as it is, so you, that's already connections as it all. Uh, you know, and like in your case, so it's like I feel you can definitely make that happen for sure. Like I mean, we can come back to this episode five years from now to see where we're at. And everything, but it's just like, yeah, man. I feel like that's that's a, that's a great, wonderful strength because it's like I feel like at the same time, like there isn't like a whole lot of people that are just kind of like that. You have to feel like you have to outshine or anything yeah. yet or anything like that. Not trying. To, I'm saying like I'm trying to work hard to outshine the baby or J Cole or even Corday in a sense. But you know, I am from North Carolina, and it's just really just in my case, it's just really just a matter of just like really finding like my own lane, like in North Carolina. It's just like, okay, like, this is who he is, and this is what he represents and everything, and this is the music he puts out, you know? It's just like, in New York, they have everybody, like, okay, they got 50 Cent, they got Jay-Z, they had Nas and everything over the years, and then, like, they, so many, so many so people. So many people, bro. It's, New York is, New York goes all the way back to the beginning of hip-hop, so nobody's ever going to be able to take away their history, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like the cool thing about like Connecticut and Connecticut and uh, even like North Carolina too. It's just like I don't know why I reckon like Middle saying Connecticut. <laughs> They're Connecticut. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. Anyway, like places like Connecticut or um, like North Carolina, maybe North Carolina a little bit more right now. Um, it it gives like more space to like really build our own history as a whole and everything. And you could be like in like that that uh, history book in a sense. Yeah, it's just like, have innovation, you know. I love it, and, and you know what I'm saying. I get I get why people sleep on Connecticut because it doesn't have certain things that other states have in general in cities. You you look at these 
these people in these places where they come from, it's not just them. They have sports teams. They have all types of stuff that's put in place so they can succeed. But for, for us, it's like, you feel me? I love it, you know what I'm saying? Because I've been an underdog my whole life, so it makes sense that I'm from a state that's an underdog. Like, everything about me is underdog mentality. So I love it, though. I, f I love where I'm from. I wouldn't trade it. I'm not claiming nothing. I'm like, I love Connecticut. And it's places in Connecticut that people are going to have to realize whether you want to or not. It's just, it's, it's just as real as some of these cities that y'all think are like the hard, you know, the hardest cities to come out of. And, you know, that's up to you. Like, you either going to acknowledge it or it's just going to it's going to come to the forefront and you're going to have no choice but to acknowledge it. But as far as just being from Connecticut, it's like I feel like it's the it's it's like I feel like God put me on this earth for, for certain reasons. And it's right where I need to be. You know what I'm saying? That's where I needed to be from. And I, ain't, I, I love it. And I love what everybody else is doing. I love what Charlotte is doing. Um, being able to actually witness the baby and, like, come up being in school while he was coming up, mm -hmm. I love it. And I know that they're going to do what they got to do to make sure that they on. So it's mad respect to them, too. And just, you know, everybody trying to put on for who they, in, in this room, you know what I'm saying? Everybody can put on for everybody, you know what I'm saying? And it's a lot of states and cities. When we start to look at the music industry, a lot of people are from the same areas. Mm -hmm. There's so many states that, like, Wyoming, who's from there? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> nobody knows, like, Nebraska and Nebraska, shit like Nebraska, like, it's so many people that's, and, but I would guarantee if you go to Nebraska, it's somebody right now trying to rap and put on for Nebraska. So it's like, it's so many different states, and and not even just states, but countries and just and just everywhere, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm not just trying to make it towards just for America, but even if you just look at America, it's so many states that really don't have no representation for mm -hmm. that, you know, are still trying to get put on. So I feel like, it's room, and like you said, I'm from a state where ain't nobody really young. But if somebody wasn't get on, we gonna we gonna back them a hundred percent. And when I come, I'm gonna do my thing. Yeah, and I ain't gonna lie, man. Like the first thing that pops in my head when I think about Connecticut is like Triple H and stuff. Like, you know, you're not a big wrestling fan, are you? Yeah, no, I love like, wrestling. Oh, okay, yeah, that's like the only person because like, like he's from so Connecticut. Oh, well, yeah, that's Triple H. <laughs> yeah, like, and everything. But it's just yeah, it's just WWE like the. The, the people don't understand the impact that had on Connecticut because the headquarters is in Connecticut. So when you ride through Connecticut, like, I don't know if it's still there no more, but growing up, when you first go from New York to Connecticut, it's a big old building. It's the WWE building. It has, like, the, the sign and everything. And they used to do, like, dope. Um, they used to do dope. Um, they used to do events shows and, and events, whatever. I don't know what you call them. But I used to go when I was a kid because my mom... You know, like, my mom had a plug that she knew, like, he knew one of the wrestlers or something like that, and she used to get us little free tickets. But, man, I love wrestling. I mean, I grew up in the era where, to me, wrestling was the best. And just that impact on Connecticut alone, because that's something that we have. And when they came to Connecticut, everybody comes out, like, you know what I'm saying? There ain't no show where, where it's like oh, a bunch of people that nobody know. Like Triple H, Shawn Michaels done came through there. John Cena, Edge, like everybody done came through there. So it's a, it's a little dope thing about Connecticut that, you know, like people laugh about it because it's wrestling. And, and, you know, it's wrestling. But growing up, it was lit because it was like, yo, everybody around the world watching wrestling right now. And the headquarters in Connecticut, like 
So, you know, and a lot of those people be around, too. Like, it, I know somebody that, one of the directors, like, when I was going to the Boys and Girls Club, mm -hmm. I think his kid, like, went to school with Triple H's kid or something like that. So, you know what I'm saying? They really, like, those wrestlers used to really be around. Oh, no, no, I bet, man. And not where I'm from. Hold on, let me make sure. Not where I'm from. <laughs> they wasn't walking around Bridgeport, but they was definitely, like, walking around in, like, you know, other areas of Connecticut. You would just kind of hear about it and stuff, but. Oh yeah, no, I feel and like wrestling, like like I feel like people like I feel like most rappers are wrestling fans. I know even Snoop Dogg was put in the Hall of Fame and everything. <laughs> he, they, Snoop Dogg do everything. Ain't he nice. literally does ever I think he's gonna be in the new Mandalorian show. You know that, right? I didn't know that, but I, I don't put it past Snoop. Snoop do everything. Shout out Snoop here. He's another goat. Like there's so many goats. Snoop is a goat. I can already see him in Mandalorian right now, bro. They in space and shit. He's fucking rolling up some weed. <laughs> like this is a whole Disney show. This nigga, uh, this nigga on this show. This nigga used to legit used to be like in a fucking rap label with Tupac and Suge Knight, and now y'all got him on a Disney show on <laughs> Star Wars and shit. It's just like he really does everything, and like he's, he's best friends with like Martha Stewart. Snoop don't miss, bro. He really doesn't. He really doesn't. Yeah, like you know, like it's like you feel you see a lot of the OGs and everything, like like masterpiece and Snoop Dogg and everything. You really want to reach that level, man, and everything. Let me just be comfortable in my life, man. Let me reach a level in life where it's just like, bro, everything is just right. You know what I'm saying? No, fact. Like really, it's just like you. I I just saw a video. I think we're looking at like masterpiece house. I'm like, dude, this nigga really wakes up in this mansion all the time like just imagine it's like i'm in a dormitory and freaking bangs and stuff like just imagine how much your life could really change like over time like if you really invest yourself to like stuff that you love and everything and it's like it's really really sad because like we could all really eat and we could all do well but then you have those who like even though it's good to be competitive ain't nothing wrong with being competitive and you know you know keep it on top of what other people are doing so you could be able to keep your shit up too but it's like i feel like it's mad shitty when people try to go into the street or try to like you know disparage people's characters or try to like get in their way you know and try to halt them from really reaching the levels they needed to reach you know, and so it's just like you think about things like that. And it's just like, you know, do you ever feel like in Connecticut with the rap scene? Do you feel like maybe y'all kind of hold each other back or anything of that nature? Or does everybody just kind of focus on the shit and just do whatever? I think the one of the main issues in Connecticut getting better with it. But for a long time, Connecticut was pushing everybody but Connecticut because we right next to New York. Like they were just pushing anything New York did. We were just kind of just holding on to it. Like, like New York is our big brother and they like... And like we like the little brother not trying to let go. Like everything New York did, Connecticut just was like, Oh yeah, like let's go, it's we and New York is like, it ain't we. We New York, y'all Connecticut. So I think finally, like, people from Connecticut getting the mentality like, Oh yeah, we're our own thing. I feel like me personally growing up, I never like I never associated myself with New York. Like I would never go somewhere out out of town and be like, I'm from um, Connecticut, everybody where it's at, or I, or I say I'm from New York, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would say I'm from Connecticut, they don't know where it's at, that you gotta pull out a map and figure it out because I'm not about to sit here and be saying I'm from New York when I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Which a lot of people from Connecticut, they'll go to Atlanta and be like, yeah, I'm from New York. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was never a, a thing for me. Like, it's just, it don't make sense to me. I got family that live in New York, much, you know what I'm saying? Love to New York, but like, like, mad love in New York. Like, my aunt's from New York, like, mad love for new york but i'm not sitting here saying i'm from new york when i'm not you know what i'm saying like 
at the end of the day, New York is its own thing. They got their own respect. They they do things their way, and it's respect there. In Connecticut, we got our own stuff. So it's like now we're starting to form a culture, you know what I'm saying? And it's slow, but it's building. But for a long time, we were just kind of just backing everything New York was doing and, like, just going, you know, like, acting like we from New York, you know what I'm saying? It's like we're not from New York. We got our own stuff going on. New York people are not sitting here saying they from Connecticut, so there's no point of you doing that, you know what I'm saying? Like, just be yourself, be who you are, and I'm telling you, stuff going to work out. And I think now with people from Connecticut, everybody's starting to kind of get that message, you feel me? So it's working out. No, really, because, like, seriously, because, like, like, you could really just have something that could bring a whole lot of eyes to yourself and everything in Connecticut, and then, and then you're just giving, like, the credit um, to New York and everything. I feel like that's kind of counterproductive and everything really? of that nature, but it's just, like, you know, and it's just, like, I feel like Charlotte, I don't want to say it's like that in a sense, but it's just, like, I feel like our main problem is it's just, like, we all, so some people that haven't really stepped out of the city like that, so we all have a sense of inflated egos and everything. Well, other people come from different, like, parts of the country. Like, yeah. they could be from Florida or New York, or they could be, like, from Atlanta, and they step out here. We don't know, like, what their lives were like before they came here, but because, like, they carried themselves a certain way and everything, it comes across like, oh, wow, that's, like, so cool or whatever. And, like, yeah, it is pretty cool, like, especially when New Yorkers come to Charlotte. I, I know I had a friend who... Like, he's, like, my brother, like, that ass, like, from New York who stay in Charlotte and who used to stay in Charlotte and back in New York again. But, like, then you have folk that always come across, like, they like they ran their cities and everything, when it, and it really wasn't the case, you know? <laughs> so it's, like, when they drop into Charlotte and they, they have this, this sense of inflated sense of self, uh, with, with a lot of uh, people in Charlotte uh, where it's just, like, were they haven't really stepped out to really know the difference and everything or what's what's acceptable what's acceptable or what's ethical or uh, what in the <laughs> it's whatever uh, but yeah but what's ethical and just stuff of that nature so it's just like you know due to lack of exposure they really don't really know what's what's what and so it's just like it's never just a sense of like we got our own shit to really like focus on and, and stuff of that nature like you, you be having bitches acting bougie and everything and it's like <laughs> and you'd be like you a whole maybe you're nine here but it's like you step out to Atlanta you're like a six like you know what I'm saying it's just like calm the fuck down <laughs> and everything like just be humble you know what I'm saying but at the same time work on your own shit you know don't, don't get me wrong like you know Charlotte we got some bad bitches I, I, ain't, I ain't trying to shit we got some bad bad fine ass woman but there'll be like those couple ones where it's just like um just just calm down man and and niggas too bro like there'll be some niggas that really do think like they're on some shit and they could they feel like they could really run this world or whatever but it's just like you know like you gotta really stray away from people that really have a heightened elevated sense of themselves it's okay to be confident it's not good to be arrogant <laughs> like it's really not like y'all need to sometimes need to just look and words for yourself and everything like i know like i know what my strengths and my flaws are and i just try to work on my flaws and i try to build on my strengths just as i can as an individual you know it don't make me better than nobody it don't make me lesser than nobody i'm just like everybody else is trying to get by and trying to get what i gotta get and i can't get in the way of nobody else i can't be threatened when anybody else does a little bit better or if they get a bag or they get a grand or they get a band or however they get whatever they get that's that's none of my business, you know. And I'm not trying to get in the way of trying to compete against nobody in any sort of way, you know. If somebody needs help or they need uh, anything that they need or 
maybe they need a ride to the studio or whatever. I don't look down on nobody, you know, but it's just like, I feel like Charlotte's kind of messed up where it's just like, you know, or it's just like they try to find a way to like, uh, you know, it's just, they just find a way to just, just sabotage other people's shit for like no reason. And then overly invest themselves into niggas that don't really like the music shit like that, you know? And then once so they finish dropping what they drop in, got the cloud out of it, they go quiet for years, you know? Yeah, that's a part of it. You know what I'm saying? That's everywhere. You just gotta, you know what I'm saying? It's just everywhere, you know? Some people don't really even love this shit. They just do it for, like you said, the clout or something for some money. But, you know, I ain't, I don't, I don't even trouble myself looking at stuff like that because I know everything real is going to last. All that other bullshit, here today, gone tomorrow. And that's a fact. That's definitely a fact, man. There's some folk in high school, man. Uh, used to like this uh, is shit on my shit or whatever or whatever. Say so, the shit didn't even come out yet. You know, it's just like it's just shit that was just written down. Like how are you gonna hate on shit before it even like before it's even formulated? You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's just like it's just one of those things. You really gotta get instinct like where your uh, star player hold up a second. <laughs> just some background. <laughs> No, but uh, yeah, man, it's just it's just stuff like that. So it's just like you know, I feel like you can definitely um, do well with the whole uh, Connecticut rap scene thing. Whether if you become like a face in Connecticut or the face in Connecticut, wherever it is, like it all just works together. You know, when you want to start a movement, it all starts like with a bunch of people together. You know, even with New York and uh, L.A. And even in the South of Atlanta, it always starts with the movement first. So it's just like, you know, for me, I feel like uh, the North Carolina and Charlotte movement are pretty much in momentum now. It's still kind of building momentum to see where it leads to in the next 10 years. I feel like there's a whole lot of good hopes to be had and uh, there's a whole lot that can be done. Um, in your case, I feel like you're doing a whole lot, especially with the music videos and stuff of that nature um, and stuff like that. But uh, where do you see, like, even Connecticut, like, in the next, like, couple years and everything? You feel like it's going to be in a good place next three to five years? Um, <clears throat> I think Connecticut is on, is on the rise for sure. Um, I think in the next three to five years, Connecticut will be, um, you know, it'll still be on, like, it'll still be on the rise, but it'll, it'll be in a place where it's about to start hitting that, like, okay, they here. You know what I'm saying? I think that because we're behind, like you gotta say, we're behind Charlotte. We're behind a lot of these places that are by the next. Like, if the if Charlotte keeps going the way it's going, they should be like, okay, we got multiple people, mm-hmm. not just a baby, et cetera, et cetera. Connecticut's gonna be at the place where, okay, now we're like just getting here. We may have one or two people that's like making a name for themselves, and then. You know, within the next ten years, that we should be like a established place. People should be coming out of Connecticut, like you know, what I'm saying like clockwork. So, you know, that's what I think Connecticut will be, and I think it'll be in a good place. I think Connecticut is realizing that we got a lot of talented people out there, and it's just time to support. You know, the people that that you see in every day, not somebody that live miles away that you ain't never seen that live in California somewhere. It's all right to like music, but people from Connecticut. I'm telling you, any artist will tell you when they come to Connecticut, they get a lot of love because Connecticut go hard for uh, every, like, they go hard for for places that ain't even, like, ain't even somebody down the street rapping, and they doing good, you know what I'm saying? They sound nice, got a good production, like, it's a vibe. And somebody from 
you know, I'm just going to say Nevada because I ain't trying to make it seem like I'm subbing anybody or any state. But let's say somebody from Nevada doing the same thing. Connecticut would just be going hard. Like, oh, my God. I've never heard this before. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> You feel like Connecticut would be working on it just trying to uplift or boost other artists and then their yeah, own artists? Yeah, for sure. But, but now Connecticut is starting to get an identity and starting to really, like, support each other. And I'm loving it because it's different. Like, the scene is changing now. So back then, growing up, it was like that. But now, like present day connecticut is really starting to support each other now and i really respect it we got a long way to go and we still a lot more support that needs to be done like that needs to be done and and needs to be you know put out there but we go we're going in the right direction i will say that connecticut is in the right direction yeah man it's it's cool just keep in mind for anybody listening right now if you're a homeboy whatever he's doing with the whole music thing however it doesn't kill to just leave a comment or just to just repost man a link it really just takes like two seconds bro literally that two seconds don't be afraid for your people next to you to rise up man they really do have something you got to help put them on too and everything like even like with people like i'm in the journey entertainment area people drop something i'm gonna repost it whether if it's just like even if it's just like somebody like i know a guy that knows a guy i'm gonna repost your shit because it's just like you know i will want to get that same type of uh the same type of uh the same type of flack too um when I want to drop my projects and everything, you know, it's just like, and even even on Facebook and stuff of that nature, you know, I'm all, I'm always like locked in with a lot of unsigned, uh, like underground groups and stuff like that. I just be dropping links here and there. I be sending stuff in the mail and everything here and there too, whatever I can do, you know, if I gotta pay for promotion or somebody'd like to repost, you know, I do that also. You know, anything really to get like the name out there, bro. If you can help somebody, like do that, you know. In any sort of way, all it takes just a couple comments, maybe send it to 10 people that you know, you know, then they send it to 10 people that's already 100 people, you know. I'm just saying it wouldn't kill. It really wouldn't kill. You know, it, 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 all this jealous shit, bro, it's like, it's not it's not a good look, man. You know, it's just, it's just one of those things, man. You really got to overcome your inner turmoil. Just because somebody else is doing a little bit better doesn't mean that their life is all all glim and gold, man. Like, we're all having to deal with struggles and everything, and it wouldn't help to just help somebody out. You know what I mean? So it's just shit like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, we kind of went over the hour mark and everything, you know. I uh, just want to ask, uh, dear Mir, like, uh, do you have any, like, final words, uh, words of advice for anybody listening, anything of that nature? Uh, I just say, you know what I'm saying, stay your course and just be, you know, grateful of your journey because everybody's journey not the same, but just be grateful that you got a journey, you're still here, and, and it get hard because I, I know, and, you know, it may be times where you want to give up, but, you know what I'm saying, just understand that it's your journey and you got that journey for a reason, so live it and 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 just and work hard to get to where you're trying to get to because I'm going to do the same meet y'all at the top yeah man for sure for sure for sure man yeah man anybody wants to make this stuff work man any artist for sure it's always worth it man you don't want to have to like live like maybe like till you're in your 30s 40s like damn i wish i would have done this when i was in my 20s and everything but there's always time there's always place to improve and everything take 
every don't be take every step as a step forward even like the failures man it'll bring you closer and closer to where you need to be you know so just it's just stuff to keep in mind um but you know that's just it for the mental threads podcast that's episode 41 we are sewing in now sewing out oh